the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good son, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast, and he's got a golden leg. And he's been the Mickey, 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 Mac Daddy of Cincinnati. And I'm talking about Evan McPherson, uh, Lundy. A guy that's a, a greenhorn, uh, relatively inexperienced, uh, but it's not a problem for him. Uh, pressure ain't no big deal because all he has done for the Cincinnati Bengals club is kick meaningful field goals in high leverage situations. So as a result, uh, I've been making some moolah on his kicking props, uh, particularly on the over on one and a half field goals made in a given week. Now, that's used to high heaven right now on that over on that specific prop in Super Bowl 56. So I start shopping around. You know, there's a lot of creative combos that are out there in the sports betting world, and I unearthed one on FanDuel. Evan McPherson, eight-plus kicking points. So field goals, extra points, all that stuff. And Joe Burrow. Rushing for at least 15 yards, plus 250. Your thoughts? Ooh, okay. Uh, McPherson kind of scares me just a little bit. Just a little bit. Really? Eight is a lot. Eight, eight. You know, Brad, back in the day, eight was enough. Um, but <laughs> eight is, eight's a lot. Some well, Lundy, Lundy, let, me, let me sway you. Let me convince okay, you. Okay, okay. Talk me, talk me into this because uh, this one, I liked his field goal props. And truth be told, I actually got it right when it came out. So I didn't have to pay the juice. So I've got oh, wow. him over You're one and a man. half. Uh, I got him over one and a half. And I think I got it at uh, minus 120, yeah, uh, if I remember terrible. right. So I jumped on that one really quickly. You're right, though. It's juiced up now to like minus 155. So, uh, But sway me on the eight points, good sir. All right. So here are his last five games in terms of total points scored. So against Baltimore, he had 11. Kansas City in Week 17, 10. And then in the postseason, Las Vegas, he had 14 points. At Tennessee, he had 13 points. And then last week in the rematch against KC, 13 points. So he's obliterated this. I think the bigger question is, will Joe Burrow pull a couple of additional Houdini acts uh, like we saw the last game and run his way to 15 or more yards in the ground? I mean, that, that to me is a tougher threshold to cross than Mr. McPherson. Oh, see, and that's funny because I'm actually the flip flop of you. I oh, I think that right. the eight. I I actually think Burrow is going to get to to that total. Now that defensive line of the Rams, we know it's good, uh, but I think there's going to be a couple of times that he is going to be running. Uh, and as long as he's not, uh, as long as he's opposite of Von Miller, I think he can get to 15. Well, let's see. Uh, since week 15, so at Denver he had 25. Uh, then against the Ravens at week 16, he had 11 rush yards against Kansas City in the first matchup, 10 rush yards minus two against Vegas, a couple of kneel downs there at Tennessee with the five, and then last week at 25. But you got everything on the line, right? And you got him oh, an aggressive yeah. and assertive front, as you mentioned, with Vaughn, with Donald. Uh, those guys exert a ton of pressure, and if he can escape in that moment uh, a couple of times, yeah, he could get to 15 rush yards. I, I like this one quite a bit. I really do. And, and the more that I'm talking through it, hearing your side of the story and convincing me with Burrow, I think I convinced you now with McPherson. It's worth wow. a ticket. I'm yeah, doing it. Yeah, you know, 
Look, this is this is what happens, folks. This is betting peer pressure. Basically, you just witnessed it live on the recording here. Uh, you just witnessed it live. Complete betting peer pressure between Brad and I. We have talked each other into it. Actually, Brad, true story, because we can celebrate the uh, nice Illini win last yes! night uh, over Wisconsin. True story. On You Bet Tonight last night, Todd Romero, who hosts the show with me, Todd was vehemently ready to disagree with me on Wisconsin and Illinois. And in the course of about 45 seconds, live on the air, I talked him into it, and he decided that he would go with Illinois. Smart decision, Mr. Romero. Yeah, did you drop the 85 possessions? Uh, factoid I did. that I shared I did. with you? I yeah. did. Uh, and yeah. he was blown away by that one, brother. Blown away. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. He he uh, I, I talked him into it. So, again, betting peer pressure is a real thing, folks, <laughs> or we just have a problem uh, and yes. there's a sucker born every single minute or in our case, every single second when we see a sexy wager in our minds, we're fired a ticket off on And With that on this hashtag tequila Thursday, bartender, bartender, pour us another edition of the fade five. Number five. All right. Uh, no opportunity here to drop the puck and make some bucks because hey, it's hey, the All-Star break. Hey, we, but I was right on yesterday's Did spot. you actually get it right? Finally. Finally, oh, Brad. I got God. one right last night. Actually, I went four and one of my hockey picks last night. But you the one due. that we featured on the pod uh, did finally hit. So thank God we go into the All-Star break with some money in our pocket. Yeah, you finally melted uh, the uh, ice shield uh, you were encapsulated in uh that tomb was uh, certainly drying you down so way to escape that my friend thank you. and thank you hopefully uh that will then springboard you into the second portion of the season in the nhl uh to very profitable endeavors but let's get to the nba and try to turn some tricks here and make some cash uh how about mikhail bridges not miles but mikhail bridges over 13 and a half points against the Atlanta Hawks. And I'm going to take, uh, again, the over on this, minus 105 at DraftKings. The usage is spiking for Mr. Bridges here these last three games, uh, which he has coasted past his proposed threshold. 18 points, 26 points, and 27 points. His last three outings, Lundy, he is 27 of 39 from the floor. That's insane. So the guy's got some fiery fingers, to say the least. Now, in an earlier season matchup for the Phoenix Sun against the ATL, he only had eight points uh, back in early November, but he only took eight shots in that game. He was four of eight from the field. Uh, didn't do any damage at the free throw line. Uh, and here's a cherry on top of the Sunday. The Hawks, they are devoid of playing any kind of defense. Uh, we've been picking on them often here on the podcast as a result. Uh, they are number 27 in the NBA right now in adjusted defensive efficiency and number 24 in the NBA in effective field goal percentage defense. So pulled all together, the hot hand of Bridges, the increase in minutes and usage, the soft and friendly matchup, and I think it's at least 15 points in the box score in the end. So fade or follow uh, my over, Mikhail Bridges, 13 and a half puntos on the road against the ATL. Yeah, the the usage, the minutes, the fact that uh, Atlanta, we've been picking on him. And in fact, coming up in bonus time, I've got another player prop in this game that I think you'll like ooh. Uh, because ooh, it's got plus odds. Uh, but yeah, Mikhail Bridges is usage last 10 games. He's averaging 13.8 points. So you're you're to your point about the idea that he's actually getting used more. It's translating into the box score. So I like this one a lot. I think he gets to I, I think it could be close. He may only finish with 15. Uh, but I do think that he gets past this number against an Atlanta team that is allergic to defense. Yep, indeed. Rye the sun and make some coins. 
number four. All right, let's move on and let's stay in the National Basketball Association. Hey, how about my Illini last night? That's right, uh, taking care of business against the University of Wisconsin and a guy who has his number in the rafters, Io DeSumo, the rookie sensation for the Chicago Bulls, former Illini, going to get it done tonight, feeding off the energy of the orange and blue, and he's going to take it out on the Toronto Raptors in a rematch of a game that was uh, just played uh, a little over a week ago. And I'm going to take the over on DeSumo, four and a half assists, plus 125 at BetMGM. Uh, the reason why? Uh, I am on this. I would assume he's done this in seven of his last ten games, Lundy. Now, he only had four dimes in the first matchup against the Raptors in 38 minutes. Again, that game was played on January 26th. But uh, you look at Toronto, uh, middle of the pack, they rank in adjusted offensive efficiency. But they have allowed the 11th most assists per game to opponents here over their last three outings. So, uh, a team they could take advantage of. Uh, on the offensive side, and DeSumo getting all the substantial tick that is out there, and he's been quite the facilitator, as I mentioned here. Gone over this in seven of his last ten, and he's done it convincingly so here in three of his last four. So feed or follow my dude, Io DeSumo of the Chicago Bulls on the over four and a half assists at Toronto, plus 125 at BetMGM. I'm all about it because of the plus odds, which, as I said, we're going to get to here in bonus time because there's one that I like at plus odds as well. But he's when he's been hitting this number, he's like you just said, he's he's killing it. I mean, he's like it's it's not just like, oh, I got to sweat it out and hope he gets an assist on some BS basket in the final four minutes. I mean, he's he's actually getting past this numbers uh, pretty solidly. I, 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 I like this one a lot. You know, who knows? Maybe he's in a good mood that they beat the Badgers. <laughs> Could be Io, a uh, guy who uh, should be an all rookie selection uh, this NBA award season. Got to crush it on the over on assists. Number three. All right, let's go with the marquee matchup of the college basketball slate tonight. And it is a rematch of a game in which Arizona absolutely got clobbered by UCLA inside Pauley Pavilion. Uh, of course, uh, turnabout is fair play. Potentially, Arizona uh, going to maybe return the favor at home and uh, in there in, in Tucson against this visiting Bruins team. And uh, I'm not going to focus on the, the side. I'm not going to focus on the total. Arizona right now laying six and a half or seven at some of the books that are out there with the total now creeping toward 148. Where I think the mar- market is softest is on UCLA on the team total. I'm going to take the over on 69 and a half. Nice. They're on the road. Minus 114. You can find this at FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, you look at UCLA, they've been over this number on the 69.5 and 6 of 9 Pac-12 contests, netting 1.070 points per possession in league action. Now, in the first matchup, they really burned the nets, to be honest with you, 1.04 points per possession, but defensively, uh, they were suffocating as Arizona had their worst shooting performance of the season, tallying just 0.82 points per possession. They were 7 of 28 from 3. Meanwhile, UCLA in that first matchup, uh, were 8 of 17 from downtown. I think this is a, a matchup problem for Arizona because of all the slashers, the trio slashers that Mick Cronin has, uh, and Jaime Jaquez, and Jules Bernard, and uh, of course, and Johnny Juzang. And uh, because those guys can beat you on all points on the floor, and knowing that Arizona is the second fastest team in the country. They rank number two in adjusted tempo according to KenPom.com. This thing is going to be played at a breakneck pace. 
uh, UCLA playing with supreme confidence right now. And again, knowing the matchup concerns, you know, just some teams match up better than others. Uh, see Marquette and Villanova as Marquette got the season sweep last night in Milwaukee. I'm not saying UCLA is going to win this thing straight up, but it will be highly competitive. And I think they will be in the 70s in terms of the team total there in the end. So, Lundy, fade or follow, UCLA over 69.5 points in Tucson, minus 114 at FanDuel. Uh, I actually think this is going to be – I'm going to follow, but I think this is going to be closer than you think it is. Uh, only because I, I actually think UCLA might <coughs> – excuse me, UCLA might run away – or, uh, excuse me, Arizona might run away with this, Brad. Uh, I think Arizona might win this by double figures, and if they do, you could wind up with that UCLA total suppressed. I think this is going to be close. I'm going to follow because I do think they get to at least 71, 72, right in that range. But Zona – Zona may kick them right in the Bruins, if you know what I mean. Uh, in this, I, I'm, I'm serious. I, I really think Arizona may just absolutely clobber them uh, in this game. Call it the revenge off of that loss uh, from you know from from earlier this season. I, I don't know what it is. I've just got a feeling that the Wildcats are really going to um, uh, just kick the snot out of them. I don't know why. I just have that feeling. Well, it could be similar to what Illinois, you know, did last night. Is so people look at the line, you look at the rankings, and you're like, wow, Illinois is really favored by seven. And then they went out there and handled business by double figures. Same scenario here. You know, Arizona, yeah. you look at it, oh, they're favored by six and a half, seven. Oh, this game's going to be much tighter. But again, don't underestimate the revenge factor. Arizona wants to prove that they are the class of the Pac-12 still, given the oh, pace. Yeah. I think and UCLA gets over this. And 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 Arizona's at home. And I yep. in, in college hoops, that makes a big difference, folks. Yep. I, I really truly I, I think home home field, home court, home ice, I think it makes a difference in all sports, but I especially believe that it matters uh in college basketball. I think that's why when we had the empty arenas last year, uh, it was so hard sometimes to pick these games because you were missing that energy. You were missing what these guys are used to when they're playing at home. Stick around for my top picks in college basketball plus Bonus time! Number two. All right, let's get back to the hardwood here on the junior circuit, and let's go to a mammoth matchup in the Mountain West Conference. Uh, First place on the line is Boise State. Uh, Still not blemished at all. They are dynamite right now and, and untouched in Mountain West play, but I think that scenario changes tonight, Lundy, because Wyo! Giddy up, yeah, Cowboys! Got to put their shit kickers on, and they're going to take care of business uh, against the visiting Boise State Broncos. So I'm going to lay the un punto, one point, for this Wyoming team. Uh, minus 110 at FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, now, this uh, has got a revenge factor of its own because Wyoming lost earlier this season 65-62 at Boise in a hotly contested game there. But just 0.98 points per possession scored in that game. Why? Well, Boise is an elite defensive team, not only in conference, but on the national scene as well. Number five in the nation, in the country, Lundy, and adjusted defensive efficiency, giving up to 0.874 points per possession. Uh, in Mountain West play, they're only giving up 32.6% along the arc and 47.3 inside of it. They got the length with key jab and Armish inside. Uh, that may be able to neutralize Graham E.K. Uh, and this game is going to be played at snail's pace because both these teams love to live in the half court. But I think Maldonado, and I think the X factor here is Drake Jeffries, sharpshooter from outside, downstate Mattoon, Illinois is where he's from. Uh, I think he's going to go out there and fill up the cup, man. Uh, 
points combined between Ike Maldonado and Jeffries of the 62 point score in the first matchup between these two teams. But you mentioned it, home court advantage, right? And I think that will play a major factor for a very exciting Wyoming team that I really want to see in the NCAA tournament. They got that huge win uh, earlier in the week against Colorado State. That bolsters the resume. Get this one. It's another top 50 net win. And that at-large uh, feel becomes more and more real, Lundy. So fade or follow, Wyoming handle it. Business at home, minus one against Boise State. Maybe knocking them off in the ranks. They unbeaten the Mountain West, minus 110 at FanDuel. Oh, I like this one a lot. This was actually one of the games that I uh, that I circled when we were you know getting ready to to plan for today's pod, thinking about the basketball games that we wanted to jump on. This is one that I like. I think Wyoming gets their revenge. I think they win it outright. Um, to be honest, I do think they'd hand Boise State that first loss because, as you mentioned, the Broncos are sitting uh, very pretty in conference play right now, completely unblemished. But I think this is the one that changes it. I think Wyoming. Uh, I, I think Wyoming does it. This was such a tight game. Um, down the stretch, uh, the first time that they played, as you said, it was only a three-point difference, but it was, I mean, they were basically just doing kind of a, a free throw battle uh, there for a while down the down uh, towards the end of the game, the final couple of minutes. So uh, if if maybe uh, some of those free throws, some of those calls go Wyoming's way, especially at home, if they can get themselves maybe a four or five point lead with, say, three minutes to go, I think they squeak it out. I think not only do, you know, you're taking a minus the one, which is basically a pick them on the line no matter what, um, I, I think Wyo wins it outright. So I'm I'm with you on this one. I like this game a lot. Saddle up, the Cowboys. Number one. All right, let's go to a new entry, Lundy, because uh, this just in as we were taping the pod here on this Thursday morning, the Iowa and Ohio State game is going to be rescheduled due to weather concerns yes. in Columbus. Uh, Brad, so. as I'm sitting here, as I'm sitting here recording this podcast with you, it is minus eight outside here in Denver. <laughs> so uh, I know exactly what we're talking about with yeah. these. I just really want to reschedule today. Uh, just like, do I do I need to do anything? Like, are can pants? I, be do optional? I haven't gone outside except for shoveling a boatload of snow here in Central Illinois? I've got I stocked up on tequila. Uh, for a reason, and I was hunkered down in my basement last night, had the fireplace on, uh, and watching just endless college basketball and sipping on the love juice. Life doesn't get much better than that. I'm, I'm all right. I like it. I like it. I'm all right living in hibernation. I will say that much <laughs> this time of year. You uh, and uh, you are basically a drunk Yogi Bear. Essentially. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, me and old Boo Boo are going to make some uh, money on this bet here. And that is on San Diego. Yes, I'm going to take the Toreros plus the double deuce, 22, uh, against the top-ranked Gonzaga Bulldogs, at least top-ranked uh, in the WCC and one of the elite teams in all of college basketball. You might say to yourself, really, you're going to fade the Zags? I am. It has everything to do with the fact that Toreros are an excellent defensive team and has a lot to do with tempo and pace. So Toreros giving up just 0.999 points per possession in conference action. Uh, this is a team that really fills up the cup from the inside. Now, they're going to have uh, you know, tough row to hoe here when you got Chet Holmgren there in his length and athleticism around the rim and Drew Timmy as well. Uh, but still, the Toreros, 61.2% of their points come from inside the arc. That is number one in the West Coast Conference. So, Erlington and Terrell Brown, those guys are going to have to get the job done on the interior to hang tough here and get the uh, cover for yours truly. Uh, and then I mentioned pace. They are one of the slower teams in the league and one of the slower teams in the country. Number 298 
and adjusted tempo, according to KenPom.com. So if you've got to slow it down, they can play at least adequate defense, knowing that the Zags have only had one, one true road game this season. Now they blew out Santa Clara, but Santa Clara plays at a very different style compared to San Diego, more up-tempo. Uh, they like to fly up and down the court in a track meet. Um, usually breaks out when they take the floor. That will not be the case tonight. It's going to be a tortoise pace. And as a result, I don't know if there's going to be enough possessions here for the Zags unless they have one of those extraordinary, otherworldly, galactic uh, shooting nights, which is entirely possible. But I think San Diego covers the 22 here against the Zags. Minus 110 at DraftKings. Fade or follow. I'll go with the pace uh, uh, angle on this one because it, it does scare me a bit whenever you see – because, you, as you said, you know Gonzaga can just explode at any point in time. They certainly are, are capable of it. They've got the talent on that roster to be able to do it. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you on the pace side of it and, and expect that San Diego can slow this down uh, and, to your point, not allow enough possessions – for the Bulldogs to be able to stretch it out and get to that 22. Uh, so I'll take it. I'll take the plus number. Uh, you know, good good pivot, pivot uh, that you pulled off here as we find out that uh, Ohio State, uh, yeah, uh, weather, we're not playing basketball tonight. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad that we were able to pivot to another one because as I was starting to get ready to talk about this, I was like, oh, geez, they just canceled that game. Uh, so here again, <laughs> just as we told you at the beginning of the pod where we were uh, peer pressuring each other live, uh, as we recorded, uh, we also had to pivot because Mother Nature has decided that she does not want to see the Hawkeyes and the Buckeyes. No, and it's unfortunate. And by the way, I love to, uh, Iowa plus the five and a half. So uh, if that does uh, resurface uh, when the game is rescheduled, I don't know if they're going to be able to play it tomorrow. If they just got to be later in the year. Just keep that in your back pocket for future use. And with that, let's get to it. Bonus time here on the Sasha Tequila Thursday. Uh, what else you got for me, amigo? Uh, I got two for you. Uh, I mentioned the fact that I wanted to go back to that Suns game. Brad, how do you feel about plus 110 odds? Ooh, I always like when I get uh, some plus odds yeah. out of a player prop. Oof. And in this particular player prop, Chris Paul over four and a half rebounds. Now, Chris Paul's been on a tear. He's part of the reason Phoenix has, has been winning the way that he that they have. But here's what I find really interesting. First of all, when he when they played Atlanta all the way back in November, he finished that game with uh, with six boards. He actually had 35 on the PRA in that uh, particular game, uh, but six rebounds in that one. But here's what's interesting. The last nine games for Chris Paul, Brad, he's averaging 5.6 boards. Um, just this last little stretch, for whatever reason, he's getting the boards. You just talked about the lack of defense that Atlanta does. They do not crash the boards. I think there's going to be some like cheap rebound opportunities for him. Those ones that clank off the rim, and then you're you're actually grabbing the rebound out closer to the arc um, yep. than necessarily down in the paint. So this uh, this one right now, if you shop around a little bit, DraftKings has it at plus 110. Uh, saw it at plus 105, I think, at BetMGM. Uh, but it's plus odds, and with the trend he's been doing over his last few games, uh, I'm going to take those plus odds. Let's get Chris Paul uh, over on the four and a half boards. And then uh, in, in this particular case, I'm actually going to stay away from the namesake, but Brad and I, we always talk about how there's always the Hawaii game. Uh, I am going to stay away <laughs> from Hawaii uh, and UC Riverside. They are playing tonight in, in hoops, by the way, uh, and I would take you see Riverside but um, uh, we always like the late night just in case we're chasing the money uh, Brad K Washington and Cal 
uh, will battle tonight. They will be in Berkeley, and I am going to take the home team in Cal, and I'm going to lay the two and a half points. Uh, the favorite in the last four meetings between these two is four and zero against the spread, but most importantly, the home team is seven and zero against the spread in their last seven meetings. I don't think two and a half is enough. I think Cal beats the Huskies by four or more, so I'm going to lay the two and a half and take Cal. All right, so just be aware that Andre Kelly may not be available for Cal in this game. And yep. if Andre Kelly cannot play, and you know he's one of their premier post players, God, I, I might actually go the other direction. So just keep your eyes peeled on Enough that with the peer pressure, Brad. Enough <laughs> with the peer pressure. I'm just telling you, man, uh, just make sure that Kelly is in uniform. If Kelly is good to go, 100% agree with you. If okay. Kelly is out of this game, eh, that kind of changes the mathematics for me. All so right. All right. Fair yeah, enough. Other side of the ledger. You, you got the late. You got the late night. That, you got the uh, late. You got the late player indeed in determining that outcome of that game. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with USA. USA. South Alabama. I'm going to lay the two and a half at Georgia Southern, a team that they knocked off uh, by eight points earlier this season. And you look at the Jaguars. Uh, they are number one in offensive efficiency in conference action, adding 1.077 points per possession uh, and 51.9% inside the arc. I love Javon Franklin's game to go along with Manning and Chandler as well. And you look at Georgia Southern, putting ball in a basket has been an uphill battle for them. They are dead last in the Sunbelt Conference and adjusted offensive efficiency. So I think South Alabama uh, scores the cover at minus two and a half. How about BYU at home? Uh, interestingly, this line has come down from two and a half to one and a half inside the Marriott Center as they're hosting the San Francisco Dons in an under-the-radar game that has a lot of NCAA tournament at-large implications at stake here. BYU is 8-0 and uh, this season uh, at home, and I think they're going to be able to hold the home court uh, where the referees usually are always siding. Uh, with the old Storm and Mormons here, uh, 37.1% from outside is what uh, BYU is shooting in conference play. And Alex Barcelo has been money in the bank. He's nearly automatic from out there. 45.7% uh, from the arc on the season. Tejon Lucas, uh, the former uh, Wisconsin-Milwaukee player, University of Illinois player back in the day as well. He's shooting 35.7%. BYU's defense uh, giving up just 0.98 points per possession in conference play, and UCF or USF, excuse me, has struggled putting ball through basket from outside, shooting just 32.2% in West Coast Conference action. So I think BYU, uh, off the embarrassing loss to Pacific on the road, gets right at home and covers the one and a half there against San Francisco. And there you have it. That is a wrap on this loaded edition of the Faith and Always podcast. If you like uh, what we're selling you, please follow us on Twitter. Follow Lundy uh, on that platform, at Nate Lundy. Follow me there, at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? It helps out our show tremendously. And until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.